Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. What's up guys, Leon Sylvester here and welcome back to the channel. Today, I'm going to be telling you what I would do if I was still drinking alcohol. How would I pull myself out of the pit and get back on track? I'm going to be giving you the advice that I wish that I had got when I was first starting out on this journey. So this video is going to be insightful whether you're either, you know, at day one, uh, you've not even started yet, you're still drinking, or even if you're in six months, a year into your journey, there's going to be some information in here that's really going to help you. And actually, the sixth point is going to sound a little bit counterintuitive. You might listen to it and go, seriously? But it's so important that you wrap your head around this, because if you don't and you still... I'll get into that idea. Just make sure to stay tuned to the, the sixth point. You're going to... That, that one's going to be a bit of a strange one. Here's the first thing. So if I was still drinking alcohol, right? If I had relapsed or... If I was, you know, if I was talking to myself two years ago, the very first thing that I do, and this is actually a mistake that people make as well, but the very first thing that I do is I'd get into a, a positive state of mind. So basically during the decade of trying to find a solution to my drinking problem, right? Trying to find out how the hell I do it. This was one of the biggest failures that I had. It was starting off every single attempt in a state of doom and gloom. It was starting off the process before I'd even began in a state of negativity. Like, oh, can't believe I'm doing this again. You know, got to do it again. Got to try and stop drinking again. It was always this, I don't really want to do it, but I just have to do it. And it all changed when I got into a positive state of mind about the process, about the journey. When I was able to think positively and think optimistically about the future, about the, the, the process that I'm going through, everything changed, right? And that's, I didn't realize that. Nobody ever told me that. Everybody around me in society, they always said that stopping drinking will be difficult. It's going to be hard. Therefore, I'm already putting myself into a negative state of mind just by listening to all of the people around me that are also trying to stop drinking or they've already stopped. So for example, I'd go to 12-step meetings where I'd be told that, you know, I was powerless over alcohol and if I wanted to stop, I had to give myself up to a higher power, right? So what I'm basically, and then what would happen is I'd speak to these people in the meetings and they'd all be like, you know, you're just one drink away from getting drunk. Just take it one day at a time. Just get through today. Like it was this really hard, difficult thing. And it was very negative, right? Not, I'm not criticizing it. This is just my experience. Other people go through it. They probably have a lovely experience. They probably have a very positive experience. But what I didn't like was the negative state of mind around approaching stopping drinking. I would tell myself that, no, Leon, Leon, you've got to get in a positive frame of mind. Leon, you need to think optimistically about this. You need to get pumped up and enjoy the process because it can be fun. All, but it all depends on your mindset. It all depends whether you've taken that first principles approach, whether you've reframed the way that you viewed alcohol, right? So that's the first thing that I do. Now, the next thing that I do, number two, is I'd find a system, right? So I actually learned about thinking in systems when I first started a business as a personal trainer. So I was learning about business and how systems work and how you can set up systems that provide value and do certain tasks when you aren't there, right? So what I would do if I was starting again is I would think 
of stopping drinking, I would look for a system. I'd look for a step-by-step guide or a step-by-step thing to follow to get me through that transformation. Because everything is systems, right? People develop systems to make life easier. So why the hell, if I started drinking again, why the hell would I try and do what I did for 10 years, which is pulling together all these pieces from absolutely everywhere, from this book, from this leaflet, from this marketing message, from this YouTube video, from this podcast, from this blog, from this Instagram. Why would I do that again? I would not want to do that again. There is no way. I I am not going to go through 10 years of pain again to find a solution to my drinking problem. I'm going to find somebody with a step-by-step system. Now, I have that system now. I've developed a system to take people through. I'm not saying that you need to join the Sober Clear program, right? If you want to do that, like I said, there's a link in the description to learn about the program and learn about the method to see if if it would make sense for you. But I'm not saying that that's for you. It doesn't matter what system you make. Sorry, it doesn't matter what system you take. AA, 12 steps, is a system. It's a 12-step system. That is another example of a system that people have developed because once somebody has gone through the process of stopping drinking, it is possible to retrace those steps. Say, right, this is where I started. I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. Now I've got this result. I would go and find somebody that has what I want. Somebody that's gone through the exact same process that I want to go through. I would find them and I'd just pay them. I'd say, listen, teach me everything you know. And then I can achieve the same result that you've already got. Like one example of this is with uh, my YouTube channel. So I'm copying the system that other people have designed to make the YouTube channel successful, right? I follow a guy called Nick Nimmin, who's my friend in Chiang Mai. He has 700,000 YouTube subscribers. He taught me so much about how to do YouTube. And he basically showed me a system. This is what you do to create your title. This is how you create your thumbnail. This is how you've got to record your videos. This is how you go to this. He showed me a step-by-step system and now I have a result. I'm creating YouTube videos that rank in the search engines, that give you know, the, the feed the algorithm, all of that stuff. I followed a system to do that. I didn't just try and pull the pieces out from everywhere. I found somebody with a system and then I followed that system. It's the best way to get any kind of result. Not saying you have to join the Sober Clear program. I'm saying that if it was me starting again, I'm gonna find a system. Right? I'm not gonna go through it on my own. I'm not gonna even I'm not even gonna entertain that idea. I'm finding a system and I'm going through it. So the next thing that I do, this is really important, right? is no matter what system you find, this is still gonna be important. But once I've found that system, or once I've found a method, or once I've found a technique or a way to do it, I'm gonna financially, I'm gonna physically, and I'm gonna emotionally be all in. I'm committing, right? I am going all in. I am not going to go, you know, dip a toe, one toe in the water, go into the pool in the flipping stairs like some plonkers do, not me. I'm jumping in, right? I'm jumping in and I'm giving myself no other option other than to, you know, go all in, right? I'm not going to go, oh, the water's too cold. I'll I'll figure it out when I'm in in the process, right? Because that state of mind is what you need to succeed in not drinking. You need to find somebody, you need to find something, you need to find a method and you need to go all in, right? If you go to AA and you go all in with that program, people stop drinking, right? But then the reason why I think people see flaws in the program that they don't agree with, which makes it difficult for a lot of people to follow. I was one of those people, right? But there were plenty of people that go all in and they stop drinking. And it's the same with the Sober Clear program. When people go all in, they stop drinking, right? You've got to find a system and you've got to commit. And that just means it's more about mentally than anything else. A lot of people, you know, they'll put the money on the line. So they'll go to a rehab, they'll pay a lot of money to go to a rehabilitation. And they're going all in, right? They're financially, they're physically, they're emotionally buying in to not drinking. And you've got to do the same thing. You can't be half-hearted. You can't be like, you know, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a try. Hell no, that just, 
You know, for some people, maybe they, they maybe that's part of the process of finding the solution to their problem. But for me, I tried that for such a long time that when it was time to do it, I'm going all in. There is no, the, actually, this is going to lead into the next point, which is you've got to cut off any possibilities for failure. You cannot, in your own mind, think that there is a chance of you, for you to fail, right? No matter what method you do. You cannot approach it thinking, I wonder if this is going to work for me. No, you've got to approach it to say, this will work for me no matter what, no matter what approach you take, right? So you've got to mentally cut off any possibility for failure. This is what I say to myself, because you know, in the past, if I could have gone back and said, Leon, this is how you're going to do it, I'd be like, well, I didn't know that. Because what I've tried to do in the past is, I would try to stop drinking and it would be a, I wasn't approaching it with the possibility of, I was approaching it with like a half-hearted attempt. It was going to be an attempt. I was going to try, right? I was going to see how it went. You know, I was going to reassess in a few days' time, a few weeks' time. That is all nonsense, utter crap, utter nonsense. That is the wrong mindset to do it with. I don't care. I just don't care if I offend anybody by saying that. That is the wrong mindset. And I, if I was going back in time and I was going to say that to myself, I just go, Leon, pew, shut the hell up. You have to cut all possibility off of failure. So that's the, uh, that's the fourth thing that I tell myself. Now, the next thing that I'd say is that I would alter my lifestyle. So what I mean by altering my lifestyle is, let's say that I'm in this, this, this routine of life, right? So I'm working in this place, then I, I walk here and I go to this gym and I go to this bar and I go to this nightclub and I go to this restaurant and I have these friends here and this is like my little routine of life, right? There are certain things that I do. I would completely change everything. I'd be willing to change everything about my lifestyle to get me where I wanted to go. So that means that you know, I would alter everything. I would change the people that I'm hanging around with. I would change the restaurants that I'd frequent. I'd change the bars that I'd frequent. I'd change everything. I'd even go to a new gym. I'd alter my lifestyle to give myself this new perspective that this old version of me is finished. That old version of me that did these certain things and drank alcohol, I have killed that character. That character is gone. That character is in the past. This new version of me does things totally different. So for example, if I went to the gym in the morning, I'm going to the gym in the nighttime, right? I'm changing everything. If I hung around with these, this group of people, I'm going to find new friends, right? I'm going to change things. I'm going to be willing to recreate my character into somebody else. Now that's, for some people, they, don't, they might not want to do that. I'm just saying what I would do is I'd be willing to change everything about me to stop drinking. I was willing to do anything. And that's exactly what I did. I was in this restaurant when I was drinking. And then straight away, I went to the gym as a personal trainer. Straight away, I started making changes, started going back to the gym, started changing everything. I'm just killing. That version of me is gone. He is dead. He is finished. He is not coming back. I have literally cut his head off and I'm changing everything about me. And for some people, you know, that's a drastic measure. Some of you might not want to do that. I'm just explaining what, what I would tell myself. I would say, Leon, if you're drinking now, you've got to change everything about you. You've got to be willing to change everything, right? Just that version of you is gone. And you now need to start thinking about who you're going to become next. And the final thing, now this is the thing that I was on about before, but what I would do is I would cut off all activities that revolve around alcohol. However, they would only be activities that I don't enjoy. So let me explain this. So let's say I've got a group of friends and we all go to this certain bar and we all drink alcohol together. And that's kind of what we do, right? This group of friends, we drink alcohol, but they're not really my friends. They're acquaintances. They're drinking buddies, right? If we weren't drinking, none of us would be friends. 
So it wasn't something that I genuinely enjoyed. There were just people that I could drink with. If I did not enjoy the company of those people, then I would completely get rid of them, right? I would just be like, goodbye, that's it, see you later. I wouldn't make any explanation, I'm just gone, right? I'm just doing my own thing. However, there are plenty of other activities in life that revolve around alcohol. Now, if you've reframed the way that you view alcohol successfully, you don't need to avoid alcohol. You can go to these bars and restaurants if you genuinely enjoy them. So for example, let's say you love EDM dance music, right? You go to a nightclub and you just love it. I'm not saying that's gonna be, most of you guys probably, let's use a different example. Let's say that you love snooker or you love pool, right? Or you love EDM, whatever it is. If you have a genuine enjoyment in an activity, like dancing at a nightclub, like playing pool, like playing snooker, like playing darts, if you actually genuinely enjoy that and everybody else around you is drinking, I would not avoid that activity. I would go because I'm there to enjoy the activity. I wouldn't avoid alcohol, but what I would do is I would cut off all activities that revolved around alcohol that I didn't genuinely enjoy. There's a very big difference because I, I know that there is no way that I'm gonna be able to avoid alcohol. It's everywhere, it's in, the, it's in the restaurants, it's in the pubs, it's on the TV. I'm not gonna be able to avoid it. So what I have to do is I have to reframe the way that I view it and then just ignore it, just go on about my life. And it's just like, you know, a water advertisement. The way I see alcohol in advertisement is like a water advertisement. I don't care either way. So the point of the matter is that I would cut off the activities that revolved around alcohol that I didn't genuinely enjoy and the ones that I do enjoy, I'm gonna keep doing them. Counterintuitive to some of you, but if you reframe the way that you view alcohol, that will make sense. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.